This episode was recorded prior to our name change. We are now officially called The Mike Line Show. Look for us on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else to subscribe. Yo, what up, what up? For Hypebeast Radio, this is Manny and this is Soundcheck, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artists and major players in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered, and you never know who may pop by. Okay, so big news. Hypebeast Radio started off a year ago as just one single show. Today, the one show has successfully grown into the entire platform, which we're calling it Hype Radio. The platform is currently home to three shows. One is the show you're listening to right now, Soundcheck. The other two shows are the HBR show and the Business of Hype. And you can bet more shows are on the horizon. Now for the big news. As you might have noticed currently, by subscribing to Hypebeast Radio or Hype Radio, you're getting all three shows served up to you. Well, now we're going to separate them so that you can choose which shows you can want to subscribe. And I highly encourage you to subscribe to all three. If you want to keep getting the HBR show and the business of hype, you need to now, like right now, subscribe to them individually. And you definitely want to do that right away because you never know who's going to drop by the studio. So whether you're on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, search HBR Show and Soundcheck and The Business of Hype and subscribe today. With the newest episode, we talked to Dom Kennedy and J305 to discuss forming OPM, the early moments in their career, crossing over from West Coast leaders to national names, staying true to themselves, and so much more. Welcome to Soundcheck. New episode of Soundcheck. This is probably going to be one of my favorites because I got two of my favorite artists. Uh, yeah, since since I've been listening to music, oh, seriously. And um, not to just say it because you're all here, but um, yeah, let's try to introduce yourselves. What up, what up? Original Dom Kennedy, Lamar Park. What up, what up? Westside, J305. Nice, nice. AKA Cinco. <laughs> so history less, so history for me, uh, I always been a f- um, love hip hop, but then I remember um, there was this like a generation gap on the West Coast because everybody knows Snoop and that generation, and then the next it was like it was very much so. I feel like the most it was like you, Dom. It was Nipsey, and it was like this whole group. But then I gravitated to you because as an East Coast dude, you put and same thing with Nip. Um, you put so much on game, like crazy, crazy game, and that's Thank how you, I found man. out about Jay. And so I have to talk. I want to talk about what was life before uh, from the West Side with Love. How was what was that like? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I had already put out a couple mixtapes. Mostly from the West Side with Love was like the first OPM company release. So yeah. that's when we first decided to be independent, and we knew that's what we was gonna have to do. And I was gonna have to form my own company. So you know, prior to that, it was real like talent show type shows you know local show never got paid for a show not even close you know what i'm saying didn't have really any fans outside of people i knew that was just like oh that's cool y'all gonna do music you know what i mean i was doing music with my cousin who was a student at lmu shout out to jay skills he was doing he was up there for video you know for film and he always loved music videos so he also made beats so once we came up you know his mom lived off 7th Ave where we shot Watermelon Sunday video. You know what I'm saying? That's like 2008, mm-hmm. that's in Lamert. 
Then from the West Side with Love, I remember I wanted that to be like more of a statement project. I start I had did I had did music for a couple years and had a little fun with it, mm-hmm. but I knew like okay now it's start now it's time to even if your project's gonna be free, even if you don't have no help, you still need to make something of quality with a title and put it out like it's the best album that came out all year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and. That's kind of where the OPM mentality first started was from the West Side with Love. Me and Archie worked on that heavy. He used to, I didn't even have a car at that period. He used to take pick me up, take me to the studio, you know, drop me off. I would work with who I could at the time, you know, get studio time, write my songs at the house, then go record them, you know, things like that. Yeah, because I remember our Future it was Future Street. I remember yeah. just saying that on uh, Dat Piff. I don't even know if, you know if Dat Piff is still. Yeah, nah, so, I think it's still, <laughs> they still rocking. That's, I remember Dat Piff and it had like the whole, uh, you know, had the sticker, like the gold, silver, yeah. all that joint. I was like, oh, let me just click this. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. But then West Side, even though it was a mixtape, that shit was like a cinematic movie. Like Thank I remember you, it was man. seeing 1997. I was like, man, West Coast looking different. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so... What about that time, like, that made you, that made that into, like, I think that shit was everywhere. Yeah. Like, why do you think that shit was so, so special? Um, I think that the content, like, people was, like you said, was looking for new content. The internet sharing music, it was kind of a thing that, like, if you were, if we think back to that time, like, the lawsuits and all that, that was over big companies, people with money, established artists, like, don't steal the Beatles song, don't do this, but it's like, Think about music it's always about what's new what's next it's not about like the catalog people they're gonna have their fans you know you're gonna always listen to that but so for new content it was like it was an uncharted territory you know like no people wasn't really thinking like let me put a let me spend money and put a music video up that people gonna watch worldwide even us we just did it because that's what we love to do you know but i didn't know what was on the other side of that but yeah, it, it was just a real, like, it wasn't a lot. I don't want to say of a lot of artists, because it was people out doing music, but it was real open, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because exactly. people was used to just, like, High Williams or nothing, you know? Exactly. This or that. Like, you're either a star with a label with a crazy budget and 20 people entourage, yeah. or you don't. It's not really no hope for you, you know? My era kind of, like broke that yeah. and took that and like threw it in the trash, you know, and kept going. Exactly, because it was, I feel like around that time, 2000, like around 2010, 2000, 2009, 2008, it was a lot of like the Usher's Yeah, Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. So yeah. it was like a lot of club, yeah. like these records, but then you had this, and then the model was perfect, other people's money. It was yeah. just like, yeah, this is from the, this is our shit. Yeah, Super exactly. independent from the, bo- from the bottom, and then we're creating what we, Bring it to our world, exactly. Type vibe. It was it was real. It was real natural. Um, how did y'all two meet? When is the first time y'all meet? Y'all met. Man, we knew each other prior to rapping, and mm. like, you know, he wasn't doing. We was just homies. You know, we used to go see other people perform. Exactly. And, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, real. and go to little bars and like just being from LA. Just mm-hmm. being from LA, like, you know what I mean? Shit, we just see each other around, just being in LA, and then it's like really what well, I think what made us tighter was just we was in the into the same thing. Mm-hmm. Clothes, you know, shoes, shit like that, fashion, you know, then the music, and then, you know what I mean? Then being on Fairfax every day, leaving our side of town, on the other side of the town, and going to Fairfax. And then we was really the only two people really that was really from LA, LA, going over there besides like the other homie Glenn and Bailey. Yeah. And maybe a few others, but you know what I mean?
That's definitely important too because I think what was appealing around with y'all was just like y'all was def y'all was from the y'all was from the West, but also y'all was like very much into streetwear culture. Like yeah. it was like y'all one of the this is one of the first people I've seen like just wearing I don't know, like clothes like like oh shit like got the got the yeah. fresh Cortez on oh snap the snapbacks yeah. Yeah. like it was very yeah. like oh shit. Nah, that's just life. That ain't really have nothing to do with music. You know, the music and the videos and photos or whatever, that kind of helps you get that out there. But, like, to this day, like, we don't, we buy our own stuff. We look how yeah. we want to look. Like, we don't, we don't really, you know, I make my, I, everything I try to wear now is, like, custom. You know, I'm past, like, even what is on the radar. Like, I don't, I wouldn't even be able to tell you, but I could walk through a store and see a thousand things and the one thing I pick probably will be different than everybody else's, you know what I'm saying? And it'll fit me. You know, that's kinda how I shop. Jay the same way. You know, we all we just got an eye for what we like. And Fairfax and like all of that back then was like the place where you could meet up and like meet people that was doing that. You know, like everybody had their own style. Everybody came from a store whether shit was A Life, you know, Supreme, Nick uh, Diamond was, out there, mm -hmm. you know. Bobby and Ben and they employees, like everybody, Fresh Jive was around at that time. Like everybody had their own look and it was all accepted. And you might like buy a jacket from here, buy a hat from down here, buy, you know, buy some shoes from this person, yeah. wear it, buy, get a t-shirt from Nick, you know what I'm saying? And then you will make like your own style really. That's how it was. So yeah. we kind of like that same way today, you yeah. know? Tell me about the beginning of um, OPM. Like how did that idea come about and where, where did the idea come about? Man, that came from my dad. Actually, he lived, he worked out here a long time ago in the early two thousand, like mid two thousands. So around that time, I'm like looking at the rap game. You know, I don't have no music out, but I'm always been a fan, and I've I've had the ability since young to like write raps, and I knew I did. But then as I got older a little bit and I was like, man, maybe I should make a song or something. I started like being more serious about it. And I always just wanted to be a business owner. So my dad, he would like, you know, he would talk to me about business and stuff and just say little things. And one day he was just saying like how all the people that didn't do business, I'm not gonna say who the person was, it's irony, but he was just saying how they make all their money on OPM. You know, they don't use their money. They make money on other people's money. And I was like, when I started, when I had to fill out a fictitious business name, that was all I thought of, you know? I was like, we should just be OPM company, you know what I'm saying? And everybody be like, what's OPM? That's the real name. Other people's money is like what it stands for, but officially it's the OPM company, mm -hmm. and that's where it comes from, you know? I think why that appealed to me so much was because it was like the symbol. It's like the pinnacle of of independence. Just yeah, like yeah, nah, exactly. you, you get the revenue. It and could then, be taken a lot yeah. of different ways, but yeah. exactly, it's like with an independent spirit, like we making it work for everybody. You know what I'm saying? We we gonna take the money that y'all give us. We gonna make videos. We gonna make y'all happier. We gonna make more money. We gonna make more things happen. That's really what the spirit of it is. You know. Yeah. Now um, that time. West Side Love's come out, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Like everyone is like, yo, this is this is 2010. Mm -hmm. Everybody is in every block. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is it. 1997, mm -hmm. boom, lift mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. All these, all these, like pretty much every single all went off. Yeah. What was like? Was you like shit? Oh, it's on. Like it's not. Like it. Like are Hell you ready? No. I was like, I gotta get on the plane and do a show this weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, I was looking at you like that. I was like, <laughs> go to this college. Nah, I never I, really even today. I don't feel that way about none of this. I feel like, um, 
But at that time, I just really needed to make something that I could have tangible, you know? Because prior to that, like I was saying earlier, I never even made no money. Like, this is all effort and people that have invested in me are my own money, you know, that I had, the little money that I had, like literally <laughs> never made nothing. But after that project, I did start getting calls like, okay, can you come to Chicago? You know what I'm saying? And then eventually, shit, we was going on doing shows every weekend mm -hmm. and, and doing a lot of things, opening up for people, you know? And that was kind of like the validation, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like when you start being able to like, hey, I bought this because of my CD, you know? And then your parents see you or your grandparents, they're like, damn, okay, like you, I guess you do, you do be doing something, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's what you, that's what kind of marks like success or, you know, yeah. if you really getting paid for your time or not. So that's what it signified for me, but I was just always wanting to make more music, you know? Yeah, and then I, like me and my, me and my friends, because we're like big fans, and so we call it The Run, because you had West Side with Love, <laughs> then you had two. was it? Yeah, West Side with Love two, two. original the Dom Kennedy, out. original Dom Kennedy. You have you have then you had Yellow Album. Yep. Then you had Get um, Home Safely. Get Home Safely. That was like boom, boom, boom. And then you have Volume One, Young yeah. Nation. Yeah, and then exactly. Jay's Jay's on. Yeah. He goes on. Yeah. Um, and vet and Casey's on. Yeah. So it was just like <laughs> oh. This is this is different. Yeah, niggas is coming through. <laughs> what was that time like for y'all? I feel like I won't cause from the from the East Coast looking in, like y'all was that was it. Yeah, like, it was you. Nah, was shout out to all them people. We still rock. Everybody in there is still rocking. I know Casey got an album that he finishing up right now. That's hard. I'm on there and um, G4. You know, but at that time, man, we was just like. It was it was a it was a real collaborative time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because exactly. it's a, it's something special when people first bubbling up and like I was said, everybody finances, you know, wasn't the best. Like if I was at that time didn't have no money, I know Casey for sure didn't have no deal and wasn't doing nothing. We was just going for broke, you know, and trying to establish ourselves, I should say. Yeah. You know, as something again, we didn't know like how far it was reaching or who it was hitting. We just had that enthusiasm at that time, you know what I'm saying, to just create and collaborate, you know? Yeah. And at one point, because I feel like I, like that was, it was y'all and it was Nipsey and that was it for the West. It was like, yeah, this is like, it was something special. Um, what, I guess, did y'all ever think like, yeah, be the biggest people in the nah, world right now? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> nah. We used to go to TDE shows exactly. all the time mm. and sit up there and look at Schoolboy Q and be like, damn, Schoolboy harder than Kendrick. I remember yeah. we used to say that all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In debate, like, what's going to happen? They used to come Nip out on stage with them niggas just to have fun. We, everybody yeah, exactly. on stage with them We would really kick it with people you know like mean? Nip. You know what really I'm saying? My niggas, a lot though. of people. Yeah. So, again, nah, it never was about, like, you just like to see people at different stops. Like, when you see people on a big festival that you came up with on small stages, you know, that make you feel good in passing. You know, you see people yeah. in a store on a magazine, you're like, damn, okay, he doing his thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, I don't think I never really felt that way. I was just, I just always wanted to contribute, you yeah. know? Same yeah. as now, like, that was always my main goal and my focus and something I tried to tell myself was, to contribute, like how to OPM and projects that I was working on, or if I was doing a guest verse, just be something that people would be like, you know, when they hit me up, I would come through for them, whether it was a YG mixtape song, mm -hmm. or, you know, working with Mustard and mm -hmm. some other people we collaborate with. Like, it's all, a, it, I think we at our best when we cross 
promote and cross brand, you know, and everybody help everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember YG being in a Dom Kennedy show telling me like, "Man, I'm scared, bro. I don't think they gonna fuck with me over here." (laughs) I remember that. It it was like, it was like, it was like, bro, they fuck with you. Right. He went out there. That shit went stupid. Yeah. So it was just like, like you said, just crossing, you know, all the all the the lines. Because I feel like. Dom and Nip started, and then that's when OPM came out. That's when Ju came on. Yeah. Then that's when I found out through like listening to your music. Okay, there's Kendrick. I'm like, oh snap, yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. And TDE and Schoolboy Q, cause yeah. and then J Rock. That's yeah. when I got got on J Rock, cause he was yeah. the first one. Even and come on, was it? Come on, come on, mm, come on safely. Damn. J Rock album. Nah, it was. It was uh, Two, his first one, his first one, two thousand ten. Yeah. yeah, that's when he was with, uh, with Strange. On there. Yeah, yeah, he was like Die River Broke Nigga. Yeah, that's when that was on there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. J Rock. Then I got on Schoolboy. Then at the same time, YG was making the turn from like transition from um, exactly. to it to like, oh, this is okay. This yeah. is really interesting. It was just a really interesting period. Like, how often were y'all in the studio together? Like and I felt like y'all was all on each other projects. Like man, nah, well, it was for sure. Well, for me, I feel like everybody looked at me like this nigga not really a rapper. I'm really, I really wasn't the rapper. Yeah. I was just like I made a song. Everybody liked that one yeah. song, and I, I, then I made another one, and it went viral. So it was just like shit. So I remember even when I was working on my album, taking on taking on bets. Yeah, like Kendrick, we was working in the same studio. And he came and just sat down and just listened to me do my shit. And I'm watching. I'm on the computer. Like, hey, move that over. Move that. And he was like, "Damn, bro, you really a rapper?" Like, so it just like ne- nobody ever looked at me as the rapper, or you know what I mean. I was just the nigga that was just the, the homie that was just you know turned up and et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? And at the time, you had one of the biggest songs uh, at that moment. Like, yeah. it was shit was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, how many how many how many projects and songs you think didn't come out? Oh shit, man, what? For Man, me, it's I got incredible. Yeah. It's incredible, you know? I'll just say on the Yellow album alone, I might have did like 50 songs. Mm. I never even really spoke on that or said that, you know? Yeah. But that's something a lot of people don't know. Like, yeah, I know. edited that the way I wanted it to be. But just with THC alone, we did like yeah. 30 songs. And they only yeah. ended up with four songs on the album. Shh, you know, like different pieces of music, ideas, songs. Yeah. And just by the time stuff comes out, it is what it is. Like volume two, I just put out. I might have did like twenty or thirty, twenty something to thirty around there, twenty five to thirty songs. I had them all written down, mm-hmm. just start chopping, you know. End up with what sixteen, but yeah. So that for for like the last since two thousand ten and now, psh, man, my lost tapes is incredible. <laughs> I probably got at least yeah like fifty songs I could play. You know what I'm saying? That I that I didn't use or that I'm just not gonna use because it doesn't fit a certain album at the time. You know. I just like off the like as a fan, I always thought like, man, why like where did Dom? I feel like Dom and uh, Casey maybe did, had a project together, or especially Dom and Nip, just on some like yeah, we talked two about sides it. Of, oh, we talked about. I mean, Nip and them put out a lot of those songs, mm-hmm. but we talked about doing the album together, me and Nip for sure. Mm-hmm. Will it happen? Hopefully, I think it will, just because. The songs we make, just, it's only like three or four of them, but they songs that people fuck with. Yeah. Like Double Up on his album is one of the best, you know, most like songs on his album, and yeah. it was a bonus song, you know? Oh, wow, yeah. And then Check Me Out. I mean, we got Please Don't Get Home Safely, you know what I'm saying? Like they all album sounding anthem sounding songs, you know, that people really like that people gravitate towards. So 
I would I would definitely wouldn't bet against me and Nib doing that album before it's over for sure. Nice. Um, this is my type of party. Mm-hmm. That's probably like I feel like the general fans. Right, probably caught on. It was like that was like 2012. One of them, yeah. And I was, I feel like that's when the general friends caught on because the the video was like everywhere. The song was on radio, Mm -hmm. like across. I remember it was on radio in in New York. Yeah, what was like? What you think? uh, How did that song come together? That song, just like all the songs I do, it's just about a reflection of what's going on at the time. At the time, I'm making that yellow album, and like I said, I'm probably 20 something songs in with TAC. Other couple other producers that I'm building with. Mostly, I, I built that sound with TAC, which is Rick mm-hmm. Bricks and Axel. Axel actually did double up with another producer, um, but I had got some beats from Dahi, DJ Dahi, who's well known. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. had some songs before that, but extremely after that became well a lot of sought after. And um, I remember I had a pack of beats from him. And I just didn't feel like the rap game had no song at the time that was like fun and dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I and the thing that happened to me that was the most, you know, obvious thing. I we was hanging out a lot that summer in that year and having a lot of fun. You know, but we would go places and it wouldn't be no rap songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People wasn't really playing no tight rap songs for the situations that we was in. You know, a lot of people smoking. You know, pretty girls and just having fun on some regular chill shit yeah. and that listening this in LA and they was the type of songs they was playing I just was like this is terrible this is not some good songs <laughs> I would play you know what I'm saying so really all I did was I just made a song for that moment you know yeah. what I'm saying like it was, so that's how simple it was it was like okay I'm the type of person I'm not gonna complain I'm gonna make a difference mm. And that was my contribution to the situation. Like, at least if I'm going to come here, or at least if y'all going to have our people, you know, play this shit. It sound better than what y'all listening to. It's that ass. And that's, yeah. that's, how, that's all it was. It wasn't nothing more than that. And then, you know, general population, they like to have fun. Yeah. You know, they like the, the vibe of the song, the music, the beat of it. Dahi, you know, it's incredible, you yeah. know, and I think the simplicity and the honesty and the directness to the situation, 20 bitches in the lobby, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. all of that, it's just like, it is what it is. Like, it's one of them things like, well, how could you be mad at this, you know? Because yeah, I feel like people's around, I guess, especially around that time, it was like, when you think of songs that play at parties, it was like the turn up shit, like, Everybody get your hands up type joint. Exactly. And it was just like some smooth, it was just like some like R&B mm-hmm. like type shit. It wasn't nothing to be like with the I'm homies. Like, cross like hey, yeah. let's just, let's just, we're just kicking back yeah. type thing. Exactly. Did you, do you ever think like, oh, that song's going to pop? Or like, ah, let's see what this, just make a song and it's, that's one of the bunch. Well, if you notice, we did put it out first. Mm-hmm. So we knew it was a good song. Mm-hmm. We knew we liked it at least. Mm-hmm. But it was the single. Yeah. It was the video, so that kind of says, yeah, you know, in a way. But, again, like, I don't really – I'm not going to say I don't care, but I don't make the songs and then be like, oh, I hope people like it. Like, anything I do, I'm like, I feel the same way about it. Like, people pick and choose, like, what they going to buy from your store or what they what's going to be a popular item, you know? You kind of just providing a service. That's how the music thing works for me. It's just one song. In a, I might put out 200 songs – Literally on iTunes before I want to stop, or 500. That's just one song to me. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just one song, literally. So that's all. Like, but in the context of the Yellow album, yeah, yeah, I did feel that way because it sums up what the whole overall motions and feelings is about. You know what I'm saying? Which is like what you said. We need something we can ha- play continuously throughout from one person, kind of, you know, but without, you know. To the extreme. Yeah, exactly. Just something cool. We could listen to it. You can understand it. You you know that what I'm talking about. The music is dope, you know, and it's a good feeling. And of those songs that's on there, I guess 12 songs, like that song sums it up. So that's probably why I was like, we need to put this out, you know. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to go back to Young Nation because I think that's like, Super underrated. Part two on the way. Yeah, like We're working on that right now. Cause like I guess this is a question for both of y'all. What was that session like? So I remember I think I was in DC around this time. It just popped up and I was like, oh snap! Like, mm-hmm. and it was like a, the group. Like you heard everyone. Mm-hmm. What was the sessions like for that? And was it just like yeah, we about to knock them over the head and just like with everything? We just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> we was trying to contribute. We was coming off the other projects we did, but it's kind of that's why we doing another one right now. Nice. We working on another one right now because we got that same camaraderie and everybody got that same hunger and vision. And that's when it, it's best. OPM is at its best mm-hmm. is right now. Like I feel like that era we talking about. This era gonna completely wipe that era out because we more focused and now we know exactly, exactly what we want to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Back then we was honestly just trying shit out exactly. and having more fun. Now we like we still having fun, but we know like what we want to do and what we supposed to be doing, and that's why. And we collaborating, and we and you know we got our outside affiliations. Mm-hmm. You know everybody brings something different to the table. Yeah. Whether it's G for him. Aisha Monet, that's our first R and B artist. She mm-hmm. got a song on a on a young new young nation. So it's like we got our collective is like tight right now. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So those sessions is like back then, yeah, it's just like having ideas. Like again, the main goal is everybody gotta contribute. That's why I tell them now, like, I'ma come with these songs, we gonna listen to them. He might be on a song, somebody else might be on a song, and then it's like you gotta do the same thing. You gotta bring us two songs. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just all one you, one somebody you fuck with, I don't care. But you gotta bring us something of equal value to the table, you know what I'm saying? So we can all put put this together you know for the people it's like a potluck but we are expecting some everybody to come with like high quality (laughs) items to the you know to the to the to the function you know what i'm saying because we know it's like we know what people is expecting so you know it usually honestly it starts with the music or idea you know what i'm saying g4 he got the first song that we gonna probably drop off the part two of the young nation nice and it's a beat that Archie picked out for him. It's a hook on there and a verse from him that he, you know what I mean, took off on and then I did the rest. Mm. That's what you're gonna hear. That's kind of how the session is like, yo, bro, this is dope. What you think I could do? Okay, we gonna finish it this way. Same thing with Jay. Like he got a song with John G. You mm, know what yeah. I'm saying? A producer, like his single, John G, somebody that, you know, I kind of kind of came through me. He got four songs on volume two. Jay yeah. work with him. Jay might have a song. I might just be sitting there and just add a little piece to it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So it's it's like when we at our best, we collaborating and you know Same cohesive way. on the ideas and like sharing our ideas like openly. You know that's kind of how the Young Nation and honestly the best of our songs all come out. Nice, nice. Was the I remember the the, the one thing that stuck out to me was like the cover art, and like was the the colors for OPM was that. Was that the first time it was shown? Or was that like, I think that's the first time. On I the was, Young Nation? Yeah. 
I think that Damn, was the that's first a good time. question. I think that was the first time it was shown. Hmm. Because I remember even how niggas came up with it, and they was saying, like, Crips and Bloods. Basically, that was the, yeah. the mm. border, border yeah. of it. And then the green means money. Exactly. It's basically just mean unity and yeah. peace. That doesn't mean, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, around the board, it doesn't have to mean Crips yeah. and Bloods. Yeah. It just means unity and all. I uniforms. just wanted to have my own flag. But yeah, yeah. probably. Honestly, I, I never thought of it like that. You know, it's kind of a homage, if I could, to like the Paris flag. I feel like Paris is a fly place. You know, I got my OPM tag in Paris the first time I ever went mm -hmm. and just took the white out and put the green in the middle. And like how Jay was saying, you know what I'm saying? And then being from LA, it's kind of like an international sign of just like being fly and just on a different level. You know, we get our generation, especially coming from LA, was so like, you either this side or this side, you know, when you add the green in it, and then it's like, that's everybody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's kind of how I, everybody else, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how I've always looked at it. And then, so for the cover of that, yeah, I, I guess so. We kind of definitely wanted to just bring it to life. Another, just having wild ideas. I, pro I think I drew that up with a pencil and paper, you know what I mean, one day. And then we just bought it to life. I like, had a crazy idea. That girl actually was from France. That's on that cover, I was just about too. to ask that. I was did like, that intro, yeah. Nice, yeah. And that's why, that's why, because I was like, well, at least I could, this is how I could give back and, like, shout out and put the little French twist on it, you know? Nice, nice, nice. Um, did you, um, there was, with, when you drop your music, um, as a fan, we always expect it. Like, I, I know internally, with the homies, we like, oh, it's summer, it's Dom season. <laughs> yep. Do you um do you love that? Do you hate that? Do you be like, I'm not, I love I it. Know. I'm I love it. I don't never hate it. Um, even if I don't put out something in the summer, I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a dope feel. And I and early on in my career, I did that purposely, like unconsciously. But I used to play baseball when I was a kid, so baseball gets going in spring, summer. It's a summer sport, you know. So that's kind of around the time I start feeling good. And early on in my career, I just noticed it was a great time for promotion. Mm -hmm. Cause people is more, you know, doing like my music is like how you said, like kick back chilling you could share it more you know yeah. so if in the spring summertime that's when you playing more music outside that's yeah. when you sharing more things with people you 100%. interact with more people and that was the kind of moods i was coming with so i honestly would just use like spring like march april you know i always wanted to run that up you know what i'm saying then it started getting later and later as you produce stuff then i you know so it would really go from like march to june you know what I'm saying? Would be like that target window of when I started being like, that's a dope era, you know? I mean, a dope time to drop music because the era when I was younger, they everybody was big idea was do it in the holidays, do it in the holidays. Cause that's yeah. how they would get people money. Yeah. And CD sales was big and we wasn't selling CDs. So I was like, I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? I want to drive mines on a weekend in the summer, yeah. you know? And now if you look at the industry, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah. They drop their shit on the weekend. I remember people telling me when I started, like, you can't do a CD on Fridays. It's true. You can't, everything they told me that I could not do, that's these what these motherfuckers do now. <laughs> I want that on record. Everything that you told me in 2010 that you couldn't do, that's exactly what they do now. Yeah. Exactly to the T. I swear to God, that's exactly what they yeah. do now. I mean, I mean, that's how, that's what it, that's what it, the 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 thing Songs is about being. On Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the thing is about being a like thinking ahead or just 
following your, your own beat of your own drum yeah. type shit because they be like, that shit don't work, but then it works, and then next you know it, Arab, they doing it. Take yeah. credit for it. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we did that. It's like, All right. it's like sports. It's like hip. I, I swear, hip hop is like sport. It's like it's a copycat league. Yeah. So one sure. one one goes go left and it's working. All right, we all going fucking left and then exactly. all this stuff. That's why OPM we do shit innovating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're we not so much even tired. We know that sometimes fly new stuff get overlooked. Exactly. You know what I mean? We operate with that in mind. Of course. We talked about you know that earlier today. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Whether it be same thing, you know, as y'all know, with fashion, like it wouldn't be how it is if everybody you know the same shit. Everybody understood it at first. Like that that's against the point. You know what I mean? Of doing what you do. Like you're not really you doing it for the people that know, but you trying to also introduce something. Exactly. An idea, a style, a look that maybe people never even heard or seen before. And you gotta be okay with, you know, people not being understanding that as well. You know what I'm saying? And then like you said, the ultimate revenge is you come back a year later to the same town and everybody look like you. And then you're like, damn, when I was here, nobody wanted to talk to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When I came in the building, nobody wanted to give me a deal. Now y'all now nah. y'all do exactly <laughs> what I do. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Now we competition. Yeah. I remember like just back on the Fairfax shit, wearing the streetwear shit. We'll be wearing streetwear and all that and mixed with a little bit of designer shit or whatever. Yeah. And a nigga be wearing a whole Gucci outfit <laughs> and the girls be like, Oh, he's fly. But we like, all right, well, I guess that's fly to you, but you know what I mean? He's like a mannequin. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So just like now you look at the game, all the design high designers take from the streetwear. hundred percent. It's you know it's crazy. Saying? It's crazy. I think one one thing I appreciate about not about this right now and about also y'all as artists that y'all both been in a game and y'all both like came up together and y'all both like still here together. I think that's yeah. something to be like celebrated. Yeah, like, nah, no doubt. I appreciate that, man. That's that's major. Like, you know, my cousin over there who with us right now, he was on the cover of Get Home Safely with mm -hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? That shit then went all over the world. <laughs> nice. nigga done, you mean Don used to be in the Mitsubishi. So it's like, yeah, yeah exactly. This it's, shit real. Like this ain't no we not playing, you know what I'm saying? We you gonna see us with the same P. You look back on the video, I had the Chris. In the video I dropped today, yeah, we had the yeah. Chris and El Puerto Loco. Oh, and when I come around, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So it's like, the people that really know, they know. Like, we ain't really, you know, we gonna get worse, really. We gonna get worse. We not gonna, we gonna get flyer. We not gonna switch it up or mm -hmm. like change or fall back or like be like, nah, we didn't mean that. Like, hell no, nah. we gonna do it bigger. When, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when did how did Half a Milli come come together? Half a Mill with yeah. Hairboy, courtesy Half a Mill. Shout <laughs> out to Hairboy, man. That came together just like honestly. I you know I've been working with Hit. That's been my dog since like 2011. I would say we actually had the same like kind of manager at one point when he you know he was uh had Surf Club. Mm -hmm. Him and Chasing Cash. Yeah. And uh, we kind of had the same manager around the time you were saying 2010, and she was a uh, shout out to Erica Grace, and she worked at Interscope, and she was um, real adamant about all her artists and people she liked knowing each other and mm. working with each other and meeting. So that's how I met Hit around that time. So he was always the same dude, cool about his music, about his beats, mm. like. That's what he care about. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get something done, he the do. If you don't, he he not gonna you not gonna know him. You know. So two years ago, we linked back up tough. Like, let's just vibe out. You know. He not on the label no more. He didn't make since then Grammys and pop smashes and millions of dollars. So we linked back up about two years ago. Like, let's just work. 
we just gonna go in every day, have fun. Mm. I'm like, cool. We we at this point we way different than the kids when we first we was kids when we first met. You yeah. know, we grown now, got shit popping. So I'm like, cool. It's my dude. We pulling up. We start doing songs. You know, he like whatever you want to do. So we doing songs. I'm rapping. You know, picking out beats. But also he would start playing me songs that he was working on, mm. where he was rapping, and I was I really liked them. You know what I'm saying? I really liked them. I was like, damn. So I I would do a song. And I would hop on the song he did. Then we would work on some shit, and I'd be like, do this hook for me. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I think that's exactly what it was. I had a song, and I was like, I want you to do the hook. And I think he was kind of shocked, like, damn, nobody never asked me to rap on a song before. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I think we should just try something different instead of just trying to make a song just for my album that I could, I could run with. You know, because I'm, I'm like, we could do that too. I'm always put out Dom Kennedy album. Mm. But I was like, it's something different, man, because I like how he was rapping and obviously the fact that he make all the music. And I'm just like, let's just try to stack up as many songs as we could and have fun with it and do, you know, create something else. Mm. And that's kind of how we got going with that. Nice, nice. Yep. It's, I guess, um, Leads to the next question. What like motivates you now? Because you've been you've been making music uh, yeah. since what? When was the first oh, tape? Hey. Oh Two, wait, ten yeah. years now. Yeah, yeah. I'm ten years in the game. I think the future still motivates me, man. The vit, having a dope vision and creating, and it's like the ideas. If I don't have an idea or if I don't see it, I'm not gonna rock it. You know what I'm saying? If I don't have an idea or a vision for the future for an album, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna create it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. I still had that hunger. Actually, it's worse now because it's for me and, and all my company and all my artists, but it's just to create the future, you know what I'm saying, through music, create a, create a sound and and document what we got going on, you know, through the music, over the flyest music possible, you know, and I, I still feel like that has yet to be accomplished. I feel like I've made some contributions. I feel like any artist, they'll tell you that, you know, we've done some things here and there, but... 2019 somebody gotta have the best album i already got a couple songs for mine you know what i'm saying that's how i look at it so that's my goal for 2019 you know mm. i can't tell you nothing after that but that's honestly my vision you know is to have a flyest album that ever came out not not of 19 not of 79 to today mm. you know when i make when i'm going forward that's that's the ideas that i have like how could i fuck up all of this and then when a kid hear it this it in 10 years from now they could be like damn if i never heard this album i wouldn't even be in rapping you know mm. what i'm saying like that's the goal if i never seen y'all do this in a video I would not have did it. You know what I'm saying? If I never seen how y'all carried yourself, I would not have did it. And I know they out there because that's what being on the road and these shows and all of this, it does. It brings it closer to you. So it's like they listening. That's who listening. That's who spread my CD out here. That's who in Chicago put so-and-so up on it. You know what I mean? So that's where my hunger comes from when I'm like making music and thinking about a project. It's always like tomorrow really you know what i'm saying because by the time it come out i'm like damn this shit gotta really you know gotta wait gotta gotta shake things up gotta contribute and hit and move the needle in terms of like you know however it go people that hear it they affected by it like yo i understand this this is different you know what i'm saying this ain't the everyday it's it's more detailed than that it's more custom like i was saying earlier that's how i try to do my music like i'm a designer 
you know, in a high fashion game. Like, I don't want to use the same buttons that everybody else using, so it don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. gonna look for a different hoodie. I'm, not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's nothing. I could, I could, you know, I'm not detailed with it. So, it's a, it's a process though, man. It's a process. It's always, you know, for me about the music and the people that I work with. Do you like? Uh, I guess as an artist, and you progress, and you and like you. You you the type of person like if I see people do this I'm gonna do that do yeah. something different. Yeah. Do you look at people to be like I guess fans would be like damn like Dom Dom sounds different or to like stuff like that. Do you look at that and be like am I doing something different? Do you think you sound different or do yeah you be hell like, yeah I do hell yeah I do. I think on everything on every uh you know album on every project on you know different things hell yeah I feel like I sound different. I feel like I try to you know, pick different music. I don't want to tell the same story twice. I think that would be corny, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it's okay to like take risks and like switch things up. And like, I try to just be true to my mood at the time, you know what I'm saying? Because everything is completely different, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So on one song, if you catch me more hyper than others, that's probably how I felt at that moment, you mm. know what I'm saying? If more if I'm super duper laid back, if I'm just talking to you, like I, I got songs where honestly, I wouldn't even say it's rap. I was, and I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. care. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. yeah, I know. Like on Dominic's intermission on volume two, like I'm just telling you some real shit. Yeah. You feel me? Like you would rather listen, I would you would rather listen to somebody live for three minutes saying shit real fast. Or me, I don't give a fuck how it comes, as long as it's real mm. and it's tight. You know what I'm saying? So I purposely try to just switch it up sometime and just be like, this what happened, you know yeah. what I'm saying? This what's going on, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I know everybody could understand that. Um, and d for both of y'all, do y'all like, do y'all see anyone that resemble y'all movement that's happening right now? Like, do y'all be like, mm -hmm. huh, these these people, they moving good. I like how they moving. Or just like, look, this is something different. I'm like, this is, this is OPM. Yeah. It's everybody else. I don't know. I think people have have little qualities and different pieces of you know what we was like started to do and are doing but nah i don't think anybody like ours is modeled more so after the greats you know what i'm saying with respects to like tde because they was doing it at the same time and, and their shit's a little different like having top as a pure like just solo executive you know and just artists mm -hmm. like ours is like all the artists come in together you know what i'm saying everything is together but so in that instance no because it's always the business like we was modeled after like no limited rockefeller mm. you know what i'm saying the rough riders even though they had you know the traditional like label heads i guess you know but we but like that was my inspiration honestly like if i didn't see that i wouldn't really have no you know what i'm saying i wouldn't know what to do you know what i mean if i didn't see dame dash arguing with people and, Puffy, you know, videos when I could a Puffy on Russell Simmons on the phone yeah. on the what was at the show movie, I guess, you know what I mean? When he running on the phone, you know, getting his set list for L Cool J, like that shit inspired me. Yeah. Not just to be LL Cool J, but to be Russell Simmons and L Cool J. To be honest with you, like yeah. I never seen that before. You know what I mean? So that was like my goal. Like I always knew I was gonna have artists. The artists in the future that we gonna have, they gonna just get bigger and better too. Because how we pick, you know, people we rock with. Like I feel like G4 coming into his own. You know what I'm saying? Obviously Jay, he making the best like detail. Like how I was kind of saying, like it's one thing to have fun. 
and be trying shit, and then it's one thing to know what you're doing and still having fun. I feel like we in that zone of we know what we doing and we still having fun. And I feel like this is our golden era coming up. Like right now to, to you know, what we about to do is our golden era because we gonna cut through and communicate directly with the people, even on a higher frequency than we have before, you know? And the platforms is all out there too. You know, that's another key thing. Like, West I Would Love, it wasn't even the iTunes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah, so it really was. So, was no a, way to, like, know what was really going on, you yeah. know, or to capitalize on that or monetize. Like, when you say that, like, I could have did more videos had I been getting checks for what, you know. I never made nothing off the Yellow Album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Not nothing. Outside of from the shows that I did at the time, but, like, I'm, it's never been for sale. So, it's like. Will those projects ever be on streaming? Or just like you yellow album got too streaming. many samples. Yeah, that's what I say. The people that. that own it, and the main one is Aaliyah. Aaliyah's music is not up for streaming, so you know because the guy who owns uh, her catalog, he doesn't, he doesn't have any deals with streaming, so it's almost like impossible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Unless I changed, alter the album in certain ways, but it was never like a that serious for me to want to do that because then. I'll just wait for the day where I could do it properly and everybody agrees on it, you know what I'm saying? But up until then, it just came out on vinyl one time, like, you know, for collectors. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Jay, what are, what are, you, what are you working on? Because I know you got some new music cooking up. Yeah, man, I just dropped a single called Sweat It Out. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little fun record for the ladies. And then, um, you know, working on a project, you know, just keep the projects coming, man. I got, I got a lot of music that's just sitting, you know what I mean? And we just trying to trying to structure them the, the best way, you know what I mean? And staying focused on that. And then we got the, you know, volume two coming out, you know, Nation. So it's just like, you know, over, you know, just, it, that's basically my focus is right now on the music side, right. you know, visuals coming, you know, um, and just get being more creative, getting more creative with the music and it just, and just the, just the look and the whole brand in itself. As a J305 brand, OPM yeah. brand, because I represent OPM as J305, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's that's how I'm coming, you know? And the, the final question we usually ask, like, if you would give advice to, like, an artist that's a young artist that's, like, trying to make it or trying to be New Dom or the, the next J305, what would, you, what would you give advice to them? Man, mine would just be, just do it. <laughs> Just take your just take your trip, man. And find where you know, find you'll eventually find where you good at and eventually find everything you wanna do. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's the best advice I can really say. You just gotta do it. If you don't never do it, you never know what you can do. Yeah. You definitely gotta love it. You gotta love it. And I would say for anybody obviously that want really, really wants to do it, I feel like you're gonna do it. How successful you gonna be. That varies, you know what I'm saying? I didn't see, no, I can't say I seen it all, but I didn't seen a lot and met people on all different levels from legends and greats that I'll never be fucked with to, you know, dudes that had one song and, you know, they stopped, they didn't do it no more. Our big buzzes got deals and didn't do it no more. So I would say, man, it's like somebody told me this year, like, and I overheard, like, Learn how to deal with the bad days. Mm. That's how I put it in a, in a good turn. The good days, 
Everybody love those. You know what I'm saying? Them is them is easy to deal with. When you got the budget, when everybody on your nuts, you know what I'm saying? It's all fun and games. But everybody had them days where you got to create something again. And the thing I love about New York is the first fucking question after I drive volume two, the first time I, and I worked my ass off on that and coming off from the West Side with Love, which got bad reviews, by mm -hmm. the way. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. But the first thing they asked me when I got to the double XL that year was, so what you gonna do next? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's all that matters. So you mm -hmm. gotta be mindful of that. Like, no matter what the fuck go viral today or da da da, somebody gotta kill it the day after that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you so worry about being that person. Don't be in love with like and trying to change for whatever people riding for, or who whoever people think is popular at the at the time. All that shit is irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, go for yours. You're going to have to put up a lot of shots. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to lead the league in scoring. Mm -hmm. So if you scared to miss, you're not going to be shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there it is. If you're going to have a 20-year career, ain't nobody had a 20-year career that, you know, look at yourself as a career artist. Don't just look at yourself like, I need to get a watch and <laughs> get popular. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit corny, but that's how it appears these days. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like... Think about yourself as a career artist. Like, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have to put out multiple albums about something. You know what I'm saying? And stay at it. So be in love with doing the work and be in love with that. Don't be in love with the results because it's going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get lost out here trying to keep up and change for what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, love them days, them times where you just got to create something by yourself. You know what I mean? When everybody feel like they seen it all and heard it all, like... You still gonna have to drop another album. You know, you still gonna have to drop another song. Your shit sell five million. You that's even more. You know what I'm saying? Pressure on you. You mm. feel me? But so and you still gonna have to put something else out. You still, right? Exactly. You drop a hot collection, they gonna be like, after everybody read all that shit, they're gonna be like, either your shit gonna be old after that, or you gonna be hot again because you didn't came with it again. Mm. That's how you got to look at the game, man. So learn how to deal with it. You know, that would be my best advice. Learn how to deal with it. Master yourself. You know what I'm saying? And your look and your style, you know, and your sound. And don't let nobody take that away from you. You know, outside of management, producers, crew, groupies, like, all that shit is replaceable. You know what I'm saying? It's about going hard for yours and representing your shit every day. You know what I mean? Regardless if you got somebody kissing your ass or not. A lot of people, they don't know how to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like I didn't master that at this point. I didn't prove that. So now we just going to keep rocking and make more history. And you know what I mean? And make sure that they honor us and remember us the way that they supposed to, you know, for our contributions. And that's all we want. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's today's episode of Soundcheck, and thanks for listening. You can listen to more episodes of Soundcheck and keep up with everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Soundcheck on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever you listen to podcasts on. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content and music news. Let us know who you'd like to have on the show, and thanks for listening.